0: Booker Tov. Today is uh, Er Rosh Chodesh, 44th day of the Omer. We are on Vov, as I just pointed out. It's also June 6th. So, good way to correspond the day, the DAF and the uh, day of the month. Um, We pick up at the very top of (laughs) Davvah, Hatsara Shavashabahan. So, we are working our way through the Mishnah, and we've already established some of, like as I've mentioned, the uh, one major sort of guiding principle or question about why you're when your property does damage. Is is it because of negligence, or is it more of a uh, strict liability? Your property did it, you have to pay for it. Which is the same type of question that could be asked when you do damage. Um, So, that's um, one basic question. We've looked at the four categories, and then um, the idea that reggae when it throws off stones, which is type of like an incidental one degree removed only pays half. We've abstracted and defined what's included in each category, and now in the mission, the mission goes to say that you could not have derived any one from any other, um, and therefore, uh, but when you have all four categories, you have this uh, Tsarah Shavesh, this common denominator, which is presumably the overarching principle. Of course, as uh, Rava points out in the Gemara, what well, which he did yesterday, is he actually did not need all four to be said. You could have learned it out from Bohr plus any other one, Bohr from Karen, or maybe you would have needed Karen to be said in addition, but basically, you certainly did not need all of them to be said. You could have got to this overarching principle, um, and therefore says, so what reason did the Torah define four distinct categories, or six distinct categories, depending on how you categorize them, and uh, the Gemara's answer, very important answer, was that each category has its own halachot. Um, you know, uh, Shane and Regal are exempt in rob rabim. Karen only pays half the first three times. Age you're exempt on things that are uh, buried, that are buried, that are not exposed. Boy, you're exempt for the breaking of kalim. A person who does personal injury is liable for extra payments uh, for arba dvarim. So it really matters which category everything is in. Of course, that going to now leave us with the important question which is then what good does the general principle do at the end of the day do you have to figure out which of those categories to put something in um, because and it's important to figure it out because you want to know what are the special halachot that apply or if do we say that don't fit in any special in any individ- any of those boxes and are in this sort of catch-all but if they're in their catch-all then which of those Allah should apply? <laughs> are you always liable if it's in the catch so it's worse if something is Shane and regular than if it's generic? If it's generic it has none of the limits, none of the restrictions? So those are really important questions and that's what we're going to get to right now where the Gemara is going to ask what is included in the catch that I could not easily fit in any one category. Okay? So that's the top of Vavah Madalif. Hatsarah Shaveh Shaben, the common Denominator. Now let's just repeat what the Mishnah said is the common Denominator. The Mishnah says it's your property and you're an obligation to watch it and when it goes out and damages you're liable now there's a couple questions there oh I'm sorry thank you I forgot that very important right correct now is an important question because you know not all these things are considered your property is a well you dig in Rishita Rabin considered your property um, how much is the idea that it's your is your fire I guess your fire maybe is your property but how much is the idea that something is your property a principal part of making you obligated that's question number one now if it's not your property they have a propensity to do damage well not everything to the same degree I mean Karen does not but the question would be if it doesn't start off as your property what makes you responsible just because there's a random cow walking around obviously there needs some connection to this object that makes me the responsible party. So, Tosos has a question whether the word Mamoncha is even in the Mishnah. Certainly, Tosos says if you think Adam is in the Mishnah, the word Mamoncha isn't, because you're not your property. Okay? So, whether Mamoncha is or is not, you need something that makes me responsible for this object that has a propensity. And then the next question is, is therefore the the, the thing once I've got this object and I have a connection to it, I have an obligation of Shemir HaSamelecha? That's really fundamentally What the halacha is, you uh, you know, the criteria is it's my object and it has the propensity to do damage. And the consequence is Shemira Sanalecha. I have an obligation to watch it. Or is Shmi Rasen part of the criteria? I have to establish that it's mine, and that it's a propensity, and that I have an obligation to do that, to, to watch it, which raises the question, how do I know if I do or not, don't have an obligation to watch it? And once I have all of those, those criteria are satisfied, then I'm liable when it goes out. So some of those core criteria are not so black and white, right? Do you really need Mamoncha? What would define the connection? And do you have to identify that it's Shmi Rasan Alecha, or is that a natural? Consequence that it's Shmi an alecha. Okay, but that is at least so. Now we know the abstract principle, sort of. Yes, if you had a question. It's not written in our Mishnah, but yeah. okay. Well, so, so some of Gers- so some Gerso's had it. I mean, often the printed text here reflects the edits of Rashi and Tosvos. Okay, so some of these Mishnah I, It's so funny at this stage I didn't remember whether it was in the Mishnah or not. Uh, but, uh, but some of the some of the nuschos have mamoncha. But it's quite possible that the editor just took it out based on Joseph's edit that Joseph says it doesn't belong I haven't looked at the parallel Kisve Yad about this right well the Gemara is going to ask is Bohr considered your Mammon is Ish considered your Mammon all of those are going to be questions in the Gemara a, okay that it wasn't? well she said it wasn't right I understand and the fact that they were willing well, to it was oh I, the fact I, I, that the Gemara is now questioning it yeah. right and the fact that we were willing to put Adam in the Mishnah okay and Adam is at Mammon but um, I you would have to check I, I haven't checked the various you know manuscripts okay all right let's take a look at the top of uh, now Hatsara Madalif and the common denominator so, what does this big uh, overarching principle, this big generic category, include? So we've seen this before: your knife, your bur- your your bundle, your knapsack, or whatever, or a stone. You leave it on the top of a roof, and a wind falls off, and it causes damage. So that's not, he says, that doesn't go neatly into any category. So let's see. Hey, what's the case? if they're damaging as they're falling they you know they hit somebody on their way down then it does fall into the age category so orvo so age is fundamental characteristic is, is that it uh, has another uh, force and you know sort of uh, mixed in it the the wind is, is, is spreading the fire here the wind is blowing this thing and this is why there is the question of whether it was in the Mishnah because when the Gemara does this characterizing, it always throws in the word Mamoncha. Okay, so that was the question whether it was in the Mishnah. But that, we've seen that in the Gemara before. It's your property, and you have an obligation to watch it. Here too, it's got this other force mixed into it. It's the wind that blew it off. Okay, and so it basically, conceptually, it's similar. You put something down. In the current state that it's in, it's not going to damage, but there's this likelihood that some wind or something will come and spread it and move it, um, and then it does and you should have anticipated that and the damages in the process of moving you know the, so one time it's burning the other time it's gravity and hitting or whatever but it's not exactly the same but you understand that that's you know if we had to put it anywhere that's not bad fit for Aish okay so the Gemara says um, uh, so therefore you don't, you don't need a Tzad for that so the Gemara says the V'Ella in Denichi let's say it okay no they fell off the roof and they're now in the middle of the street okay and then somebody's going to come and trip on it if you uh, renounced ownership you made it hefker so Rav and Shmuel will agree it's a bore. it's a hazard in the public domain that you don't own Whether, even though it's not falling into a well it's tripping over an object it still fundamentally is a type of a bore. so basically from the moment it was created it was you know it was a hazard um, and it's your property notice again and you have an obligation to watch it so okay when the when they they made the when, when God made the stone or when the person made the knapsack they didn't make it it wasn't a hazard but it's location its, it's sort of presence in this location you know is basically now it's been created as a hazard it's like it's now got an identity as a hazard okay uh, and it's your property and you have an obligation to watch it now again it's not exactly you were mocked here but it started as that might be enough to create that connection anyway so this is obviously a type of a boar. So the Gemara says ela one minute til you name him. in the lofterinu you didn't make it have kula mi bor But again according to Shmuel he would say even if you own it it's still a boar so it's still a boar. Now what's interestingly missing from this is you might remember cuz this is a phrase, this is a sort of you know section of Gemara that we had earlier as well. The Gemara says shore right Says that if you have a your knapsack in a robbing that you didn't make Kesker, it's a type of a shore. It's a Maman But you know what? It, you, it presumably was probably in this Gemara that line, but Tosus crossed it out. You know why Tosus crossed it out? Because Tosus earlier said, that, what type of a shore is it?" It's not exactly a Karen, it's not Kavanasala Hazik. It's not a Shane and a Rego, because it's high in rishisarabim. Okay, this is in the middle of R rish, uh, Shisarabin, a Shane Regel is Rishisarabim. So you know what Tosa says? It's generic shore. Oh, but if it's generic shore, we already have an answer. It's a Tsarashava Shaban. Take a look back to Tosvos on um Gimelamajbet, the top Tosvos. la madnu. This is a hazard that you still own in Rishisarabim. So Tosu says hainu karen, you have to say what type of a shore is it? It's got to be a karen. The Shane regal pskurom vishes Your You're not It can't be a Shane and regel because a Shane and regal are exempt in vishes rabim. Now why isn't it? Then you pay half if it's a karen. No, no, no. Since this is an inanimate object, you can't distinguish between habitual or not habitual. Okay. Du lo shey luchalik el Okay. Then when Tosu says in one minute, the How could you just call this a karen? Malusur she came. This isn't your normal Karen. It doesn't move around and gore people. It doesn't have a Kavanna Lahazik. All right. So we sort of it's somewhere between a combo of a boar and a shore. It's like a boar because it's stationary and it's in Rashusarabim. It's like a Karen because it's your property. A boar isn't your property. So any and different does this, so we gotta cross out that line from our Gemara, because then actually we have an answer to our question, right? A According to Rav... Everybody understand that we're looking for something that doesn't fall neatly into a category. So Tosos is saying, for Rav, we have an answer. It's your knapsack in a Rishos arabin. It's not your. It's not a bore because you own it. It's not a shore because it doesn't have Kavanah Lahazik It doesn't go out and damage. What is it? It's a shore bore. It's some generic combo of the two. Okay, or not. I don't know generic. It's some combo of the two. So that's already one answer to our question. Here's what we need to include from Etzad Hashavet. Rav's idea that. You your property that is sitting in Rishus Rabum and that's a hazard is a type of a of a shore. Tosa says he doesn't really mean just a shore. He means it's a shore bore. And for Rab, that already is a combo of the two. Yes, Jenny, you had a question. I just want
1: is, is, can you see the line when we're trying to look like, at that, that not in.
0: Here, right? Yeah, the line that presumably was in here where the Gemara is saying is, oh, we don't need a Tzahah Is if you were Mafkir knapsack, according to Shmuel, it's a it's a it's a bore. And, I'm sorry, if you if you were not, not Mafkir, you're knapsack. If you still own your knapsack, then according to Shmuel it's a bore, and according to Rav, it's a shore, so we don't need a sava shava. So Tos took out the line according to Rav it's a shore, because according to Rav, we do need a ha shavah. It's not a simple shore, it's a shore bore, okay? So, um, a shabor or something. Anyway, so so I, I just want to say, because we're gonna see that again. The idea that your property sitting in Rashisarabim, according to Rav, is a shore. And Tosis basically says that's really not a simple shore, right? You could also say maybe. It's a combo of sh- of Karen and Shane's regal, but it actually makes sense to make it a combo with bore because it is like bore because it's stationary. So what do you do about something that's stationary in there's that somebody trips over? But that's also your property. So for Rav, that's some combination of shore and bore, but actually that's exactly why you would need a tava shava. But according to Shmuel, you don't need a tava Shmuel brackets property. Property is not so significant here. I don't care if you own it or you don't own it. This is basically a bore. So if it's basically a bore, so then at least according to Shmuel, where do we need the tzah HaShaveh? I'll get you in a minute, Michael, because I'm guessing you're going to say what the Gemara is going to say, so let's read the Gemara, and then you'll tell me. I'm not
1: understanding the whole Hezker part. I mean, I don't don't see how that
0: made so much of a difference. Well, because if you think that owning something, if you think that an identity of a Boar is that it's not Mamoncha, that fundamentally you categorize two types of things that are the Avos Nazikin. The property that does damage, which is all the short cases, and things that you make that does damage, which is the H and the Boar, that are not your property okay so that's rob 's approach as soon as it's your property you can't just put it in the Asian boar category because the fundamental identity of the shore is Mamon Khan. this is Mamon right so that's which, which of the, those which of those characteristics I, mean you the
1: Rabbi, you know?
0: I know so you're, you're thinking like Shmuel I think, we, I think intuitively we would agree with you the napsak and Rishus Rabim is a boar who the heck cares if you own it or you don't own it right that's what Shmuel says I think intuitively we would agree with you but Rob says the I, Mamon identity your ownership of it to me that's central to what defines something as sure. Okay, so now the Gammer says, Okay, well olam Oscarino. Fine, you made it hesker. So why isn't it a simple case of boor? The low dummy labor, it's not a simple case of boar. My labor skin A boor, was created through your own shovel, like you directly created the boar, or you directly put your knapsack in Arabim. This, the boar was created not directly through you, but through the wind and your negligence, but not directly through your actions. So how much is this fully my boar, right? It's one thing, I make a boar and then I'm negligent and I leave it there and I don't protect it and I don't put up a sign and I don't cover the well. But what happens when the boar was created through my negligence, and not only through my negligence, but also not even directly from actions but with some other force that came in how much is it mine to be liable right so if you just look at like the contributing factors, you were negligent, you owned it, and so on. You're right, but if you sort of, similar to the whole way that, ro- that you know, the discussion we had a minute ago, that if you own it, isn't it still a boar, why should that make it a shore? Like, if you're a little bit of a formalist and a stickler for categories, then you're sort of saying, like, we know by animals that the, you don't have to do the act, you know, you just have to be negligent. And we know by boar, you do the act of digging it, and that makes it your boar. Do we really know the combination of the two? That digging, that creating it through negligence makes it your Now, Logically, you could say yes, but that's exactly why you need a Tzad HaShavah. To say, don't get stuck in any one category, we can look at some of the broader abstract principles here. Right? So that's exactly what a Tzad HaShavah allows us to do. So it says like this. So, um... Let me tell you, oh, if you're bothered that you're that... That chachem of you should be exempt, um, but aish shows you that even with this other force you're liable. You can't put it as a, you put this thing in an aish category, and aish goes out and does damage. This just sits in riches Okay, bore tochia. Okay, A boar sits in riches So chaludin it goes back and forth. So basically it falls somewhere between a boar and an aish. From aish you learn out that you don't have to directly do it yourself. Even if some other force contributes, that's okay. And from Boar you learn out that it fundamentally is a hazard in Rosh that somebody comes and trips on and you're liable. Now again, the question I would ask you is, okay, what would be the halacha by this uh, knapsack that's in and Rishasarabim. Are you exempt by things that are tamun, that are not exposed? Are you exempt by kalim? Which category is it fundamentally? I think intuitively we would all say it's fundamentally a boar. Okay, it's a boar and you learn from Eish not to exclude it because of kolachachem though. But fundamentally it's a boar, right? So I think that's one way of approaching this question. There is no generic catch-all category. You, can, you identify something in one of the categories and you use the others to say some of these other aspects don't really matter so much, okay, as opposed to a big generic. Do people hear that alternative, right? There's like the possibility is that you put something in one of the existing categories or you just drop it in some generic and then we have to figure out what are the halakhos that apply to it. Or you could say, no, 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 everything has to fit in a category. But the tzar HaShavah allows us to not make the categories too precise you know, allows us to have a little bit of flexibility in understanding the parameters of those categories. Okay. We actually did an interesting study once about... showing people I think I mentioned this once before showing people different figures and ask them to identify them you know so you have an exact square then you have something which is like a little off a little curved a little whatever and you know and then they saw and then they also identified like people's political uh, you know sort of uh, positions on things conservative and liberal and so on the more people were conservative the the more they would like not have like have a very narrow definition of what constituted a square and something was like a little bit off so that's already not a square so anyway yes <laughs> So, <laughs>
1: this Tadashada kind of is very limited in the sense that it only include uh, the kids where, you, where you're not pure,
0: going to um, Right, because if you're not matured, if you're matured, well, matured well, matured. According to pure, it would remain boar, but according to shore, you're not maf it would pull it into the shore category. Mm-hmm. Right. It's very limited kind of shoving. Um, well, not limited, I mean, it's just that for Rav, the Tzad shave switches once you own it. For Shmuel, it doesn't matter if you own it. For Rav, if you own it, then it's fundamentally ashore with the Tzad allowing you to include even cases where it, it doesn't go out and damage, right? But that would be a difference, right? If you ask, let's talk about that for a moment, because that helps to clarify. You've got your knapsack, which you left in Rishasarabim, and you weren't moscurate. For Shmuel, it's a bore. For Rav, it's ashore. What's the napgamena? Well, napgamena number one is if vessels break. According to Shmuel, you're exempt, because it's a boar and according to Rav Yechayev, because it's a shore, right? People see that? Okay, so it matters, it matters which category you primarily put it in, and then use the other category to say, yeah, but some of those other details don't exclude it, okay? So that seems to be where we're basically going, but again, there is always that possibility of just a big generic. Let's move on. Um, okay, uh, okay, um, mm, okay, Ravama Ravama says, If you have a boy that's being kicked around by the legs of people, it's the same knapsack, okay, you left your knapsack in Rabin, and now as people are walking in Rabin, nobody's tripped on it, but they've kicked it around, and it's in a different place in Rabin. and finally now somebody else falls on it. It's a similar idea. Your boar was moved, and now where it exists was not made through your action. It was made through the movement of animals and people, but it was through your negligence. So it's pretty similar. Okay? So the Gemara says like this. Um, now, Hechidami, e Karinu, if you made it half, Karbain, the Ravain, the Shmur, boar it originally was made to the it as a hazard he was also Lunesek. When she presumably put it in Rashusarabim, um you it was, it was a has you were negligent in leaving Rush Sarabim, U Shmuatan Alecha. Notice by the way, here what word got dropped out, Mamoncha got dropped out. Always because you were masquerad, exactly. Okay. Haninamin'cause Alecha. Hello, the law of string, you weren't masquerad. Rishmu Dam are calling me Bor Lamanu Hanibor. Okay, but still according to Shmuel Tabor. Of course again we've crossed out the Rav would say it would be a shore, because that again would be actually would be a top. Between shore and boar. All right, anyway, the Gemara says um, it, it should be a boar. Roland amdafkarinu, fine, you made it after, but it's not so obviously a boar. the lo dami labor so it's not a simple case of a boar. Ma labore, mass masav garmalo. By a boar, you directly dug it, okay? honey, bahani, Mas of garmalo. Here, you didn't directly dig it. You put it, you know, where it, where it wound up landing was not where you placed it, all right? It's really very similar to the thing that fell down, right? Rather than calling it a of a wind, the here is the animals and the people that are kicking it around. Okay? So so show you, Chiach. Oh, an ox will show you that even if you didn't directly, like, create the ox or, you know, dig the thing, you know, it's just your negligence, and the ox went and did something. Mala Shekhin Darko Lech No, but there it did an act of damage. Here somebody who comes and trips on it. to Chiach. Okay? But a boar, that makes it, A boar will show you. It doesn't have to do an act of damage. and it goes back and forth. Lo uh, each characteristic is not the same it's some combination again we would presumably say it's fundamentally is a boar but we learned from Shor that even if you didn't dig it even if it got moved by people moved by you know people kicking it around that's enough it still remains your boar okay presumably again we're not saying it's some combo at least intuitively we would say this is a boar that we learned from this other thing yeah. can, sti- can still remain a boar for Shmuel if you own it or don't own it and for Rav if you don't own it it's still a boar once you own it it would be a
1: Sure, yes. Why like, do I say um, that, like, you know, for sure, my question so I mean, that's, the half of the last time room, so kids at the top of the page when, when the war was not here, it did say my moon question so
0: uh, the Korachim Urabbo, Eid after Rinu, Heinu Bor, Meishna Shukin on Umo, yeah, that's true, actually, it had Mamoncha by Bor above when you're after I don't know. You really have to check the out of the Gemara. Yeah, Mamoncha keeps on floating in and out.
1: There's a secondary point here, uh,
0: with, the, with the shore, the shore is, is definitely an untouchable not Not just the. Uh, Meishna Shnur. No, because I think at this stage, when we're trying to categorize, we're not spelling out what the din is. It's just the character of darkolelichulahazik. Mm-hmm. The, mm-hmm. the same way the Gemara earlier said, uh, "Wait, when may, maybe you're right." Dark mm-hmm. like the Gemara earlier said, "Aish It didn't say mamon chavishmirasah. It only says mamon when it wants to tell you, and this is the din that should apply. Mm-hmm. But when we're trying to determine which category to put it in, we're just looking at those salient characteristics. Yeah.
1: Well, also, are we to What? Yeah, yeah and you
0: were mosquitoes. Yeah, that's in terms of the mamoncha. But even mamoncha, as was uh, pointed out, slips in and out even in cases where you were mosquitoes. I mean, you assume at some
1: point, like, you know, I don't know if this bears relevance, but you have it on it and, you know, it's not yours
0: anyway. Yeah, that would be a type of hiskarinu. Now, I want to take a pause for a moment and read a very, very important tosfos about this issue about what happens when two people could be liable okay because let's say for example uh, two ways of thinking about it if I kicked it and it moved and it was your knapsack first of all why am I not also the maker of the boar if I should be watching where I'm going or let's say actually I kicked it and it hit somebody and they got damaged yeah. so yeah. Is, so so is it my Adam or is it an age because you left it there I was a here and it was your age right and let's uh, and let's say you say both are true so do we both pay or do we split it? So those are gonna be some fun cases coming up in the Gemara. Let's take a brief brief look at Tosfos. Borhamit says so the following. So here again is the playing around with the Girsah, because we don't have this in our text, but those says in all of the standard uh, manuscripts, Tosus had it was written, if a person kicked the knapsack and it hit someone, then it's the person's koach, it's an Adam Amazek, who pierced to but Rashi crossed it out. You never see these crossouts, because the editor already sort of accommodated everything Rashi had already done. The time that people don't normally watch where they're going, so you can't make me responsible. It's sort of like throwers of, of regular or whatever. Okay, then, but why aren't you a libel? Why isn't it your age? I'm sorry. Okay. So Rashi would say, since I don't have to watch where I'm going, if I kicked your thing, it's your age. I'm the color, I'm the wind, it's your age. says, you, you should not cross that out the gemar- this line in the Gemara just because you have a problem from another Gemara um, that you should like be careful enough that you don't kick something with so much force that it goes in and injures somebody else that enough you should be able to be paying attention to okay now that's not why I'm reading it that's we could discuss whether you should or shouldn't be watching but the interesting question is if you should be watching and it becomes therefore your koach and you're an Aram does it stop it from being the other person's age? Are both people liable? So let's read this next line. So actually if you have an that 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 overtakes the idea of your your age. If I'm the doer then the fact that it's also your fire, so it says, the fact that I'm a conscious, even though I wasn't intentionally doing it, makes it that I am manipulating your knapsack and makes it all about me. It's no longer your knapsack. I'm not just a wind. One minute, I want to read another thing. Okay, how about the following? You had a, uh, uh, you had a, a wafer burning on a fire with a, a charcoal and my dog comes and takes that wafer and spreads it and now a whole fire breaks out. Is, is it your age, or is it my, Shane and Regiel? And the Gemara basically says we're both chayav. So how is that different? So this is a big difference between you and an animal. Okay? The Kel Love bardeyahu. An animal is not an intelligent being. Okay? Aval, certainly from Halachic's point of view. Aval Hacha Hamechakel or Hamechakel Bardeahu. Okay? And here's his example. His example is a little extreme. Tehda Hivik Talis you dig a well, and I'm going to come and throw somebody's cow down the well, and I'm going to want you to pay. You make a fire, and I'm going to come and throw somebody's, uh, you know, sh- you know, suit in the fire. And I'm going to say, well, it's also your age. Let's split it. So obviously, in those cases, when I'm consciously doing it, I am manipulating your object, and it's all mine. So Tosa says, once we can agree to that, a conscious use of your object makes it all my act, even if it's not conscious, even if I'm just negligent and I kick your knapsack and it injures somebody, the fact that I am a conscious, you know, agent means that fundamentally, if there was negligence, that makes it all my action. Either and I to be paying so much attention to that. E- either I'm just yeah, but if I am negligent, that makes it even though I'm not intentionally doing it, that makes it all mine, and you don't remain a participatory, you know, part, you know, in the net. Like it's seen as all my action. So this is a very important conceptual question whether you're supposed to watch where you're going we'll get to but I, I wanted to focus upon this that you could have it that two people's uh, responsibilities intersect but Toto says when there's an other Mamazik who's part of that mix the other people the other Mamazik uh, disappears you got a question? Uh, I, mean,
1: I guess the, the answer is to answer the question but in the question does it consider Asian machine people and mono as the no,
0: I mean here you would not feel that relevant But you're, you're ahead of most people So let's bracket that for now But those <laughs> who would say Even if Esha's Mishum Even Esha Mishum Chitzav is not diff- I'm going to just bracket it Even Esho Mishum Chitzav is not the same as a direct action I mean, we'll see what Mishum Chitzav means in the Gemara Okay, alright um, So the Gemara says like this um, Okay, back to the Gemara To Ava Amar haditanya To include what we discussed um, uh, the, the writer that teaches. So people who basically open up their uh, drain pipes and sweep out their uh, you know I don't know their uh, some types of their pits which collected all this refuse and they sort of they you know they empty it into the rishus harabim. So in the summer months where it's not raining and wet and muddy, they have, no, they have no right to do that. They're ruining the Rishos HaRabim. In the uh, rainy season, they're allowed to do that. But nevertheless, Ava bisha Rishos, even though they have permission to do it, if somebody got damaged as a result, they still have to pay. So that's, a spe- that's one of these cases that you need a tzavah, Tzad HaShaveh. So the man says, what's the case? If as they're like throwing out with their pail, you know the rainwater, it hits somebody in the face or whatever. So as it's moving, so kochelu. That's your energy. You're not a mamazik. So fine, it landed in the rishas in Your 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 rainwater, and then somebody slipped on it. If you made it hesker, we're back to being a bore. If you made it hesker, so here too notice again by the way it has once again even though you were that's going to be the whole question whether boar even if you don't own it we conceptualize it as if you own it okay but if you if, if you don't own it it's just like a boar you you dug it in Rishos HaRabim so rather than digging it with your shovel you dug it by throwing the water there you made a boar in Rishos HaRabim you weren't but at least it's still a boar fine for it would be a sure and that may be a shava, but for Shmuel at least it's still a bore fine, you made it hefter. And everybody would agree it's a boar. But you still need to her so, the Tadhashafah. The it's not like a boar. Bore. Bore, By the boar, when you dig a hole in Rashusarabim, you didn't have a right to dig a hole in Rishus Arabim. So of course you're gonna be liable. body to if you are given permission to throw your rainwater in Rashus Arabim, you might think that with that permission comes a waiver of of responsibility, right? So maybe part of the reason you're liable for a boar not just because you created a hazard but you did it and you without you know you didn't have the permission to do to uh, to do it you did it um, you, you, but what, you did it without license but maybe with license you'd be okay so the Maharaj says. So that's why you need Shava. Sure, youchiach. Ah, sure is different. You, never, you know, you don't do anything usser by a sure. You don't go ahead and damage the sister, him, or whatever. I mean, you're negligent, but you didn't do anything that you didn't have permission to not to do. Mal that you didn't but sure is different. It does active damage. Bor Khiyah, the chazara din. Okay, so from the Shava we say and look. By the way, of all of the things, to me so far, this is the biggest chiddush, right? Because there is something very deeply intuitive. especially like if you don't have permission to do it. Now, it could always be that, like, the powers that be explicitly give you a waiver, right? Right, exactly. Meaning, it could be that there's, like, a, you know, just a takana, that we're going to let people do this and be exempt. Okay, so we're not talking about a takana. We're talking about, in principle, if you dig something with permission in Rabim, before we get to a special override, which we might have reasons, you know, communal reasons to exempt you, fundamentally, if I make a hazard, but I had permission to do it, you know, does it... Am I liable or not? And you're saying, yeah, you know what? If you, you, could still, you, you still have to prevent damage. Even if you have permission to do it, you have to not, you know, if through your negligence somebody was hurt, you do it and you do it in a way that nobody's going to get hurt. Just because you're allowed to do it doesn't mean you can be not responsible for what might happen as a result of that action. Yes, Jenna. It's a good like,
1: environmental issues and, like, I don't know if you're in class on that. To, like talk about responsibilities. Oh, um, I don't know, like the uh, well. Right. A
0: company, children, right. What is there then? Right. Well, that's why all of Bubakama, you know, is so relevant to, to exactly that about types of like you know liabilities through your actions and what do you have permission to do and even if you have I mean but you're right it's a very powerful statement even if you have permission you still can, are not you know free from liability if you can be if, if people can be injured as a result. Okay, so the Gemara says like this: Ravina had Lasvi not to include what we're talking in the Mishnah. A kota ve'ilan shenafu lireshita rabim v'iziku poter milushalain. Your wall, you know, which, um, or your or tree fell into reshita rabim and damaged. You're exempt. Meaning, if it happened like without your uh, war, without warning, nuzelos mamakud. As a like Ilan but you were told. Actually, you were given warning, and you were told you have to cut down that tree; it's about to fall, or get or, or knock down that wall within the next uh, three weeks. The we when the they fell down. If it was if it was during the time, but you still had to cut it down. You're exempt because you're still like an honest or whatever. but once you pass the deadline, chayev. Okay, Now, what's the case? Is the Now, we're assuming that it's not injure somebody as it was falling, right? We're assuming that might be Aish or something. We'll see about that. But anyway, we're assuming that it fell and then somebody tripped on it. So, what's the case? If you were a boar is a prevalent cause of damage, and you have a responsibility to watch it. Again, Mamoncha dropped out. Here, too, it should be a type of a boar, obviously, if somebody could have gotten damaged. And if you didn't, fait you low so if somebody was paying close attention, you notice that the Gemara did a little trick. Until now, it's been describing bor's trilas Nezek, but here we had to hold that back because this tree or the wall wasn't trilas Nezek. When you planted the tree and built the wall, it wasn't a hazard. It became a nezek later on. Okay? So therefore, we characterized it as as and Matsui. And then we got, came back and said, no, 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 it is not classic Boar, Because classic Boar is not just hezek Classic Classic it basically started life in this position where it is as a, as a hazard, and this actually only became one after after a long period of time, okay oh, so let's move from a sure, sure doesn't have to start life as a hazard, it's just because of negligence that happens, you know, later on, so but that doesn't act active, of active damage, goes back so in the end, it's fascinating, all the answers or variations of bore, right? A bore that you didn't directly dig, a bore that fell because of because of the wind, because somebody kicked it, a bore that was dug birashus, and finally something that was a bore that happened, uh, you know, that that uh, did not start as a hazard, um, but only but it was only as a result of your negligence. So it's very interesting that we don't have anything that's not like a classic bore. According to Rav, of course, uh, your knapsack in Rishuta Rabbin that you weren't maskier is actually a sure, and that's another type of a Tadoshava, but all the ones in the Gemara Tadashava are types of boars, or would seem to be. Yes? Was the in the previous case that garbage is not immediately active? Yeah, I don't know. It could be because it was maybe included like uh, excrement and that, uh, you know, maybe you would want to use it, but if you're throwing it in Rishasarabim, yeah, I didn't get that. I think the Gemara was just sort of on, you know, sort of like going through the motions there of the whole right, but it's, I was wondering the same thing. Any, yes?
1: Not too low shoot. Who are they and how do they have the authority to exempt some of the that you have?
0: Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's assuming like Chazal or whatever, but no, um, oh,
1: it sounds like local uh, authority says, okay, your wall fell down, you
0: have, to have, you have seven days to clear. Oh, oh, that? Oh, I mean, I meaning the clearing? Oh, you didn't mean the post can be bosehen? Yeah. Right, right, right. You meant this? Um, that's an interesting point, right? Why? Famous
1: <laughs> like a tani, where everybody like famous rabbanim go around and like examine walls and tell if you got to go down. Right,
0: but the question becomes how you assess negligence, right? That's a good question. How do you assess negligence? So if... Every rosh is basin. Yeah, a... <laughs> yeah. Nothing losman basin. Right. But there, I mean, but you are true. It could be like a local, bay, a local basin. It's a good question. Like, what if it wasn't a basin? What if it was like the, you know, sort of a... There's like some, some yeah, council, some board or whatever. I don't know, because it's a good point-based thing, but I would imagine... Look, it's sometimes hard. How do you assess negligence, right? I mean, I think that we could say that if you were whoever the relevant authorities were gave you a, you know, th- looked at the circumstances and assessed that you have to do it within a certain period of time. Because, like, you know, look, it's a general question. Like, let's say nobody gave you a time and you were sort of aware of it, right? Do you become high of immediately? Do you become high of within a certain period of time where it's reasonable that you should have taken care of it? Who should determine how, re- how much time that is? and we will c- change from case to case, right? So it's always very circumstantial to assess exactly at what stage does it become negligent, right?
1: the gets down right, right. Who said that, that you know, have a week right? Right, I mean, I told you, right, right, right. It's, uh, I mean, on uh, the other hand, what like you
0: do have to give the person a at some certain time, right? That, so that's what you know. I mean, the Gemara—it's a very important line. We're going to get into the Gemara, uh, and I appreciate that you're asking. Like, and why is it fair from the person that suffered the injury? You know, the Gemara later is going to say, like, hi my I'm you know chasida. You know, it should be because to be a chasid, I mean, in sense, it's like you're always balancing here. You know, it, it's not. It's it's not always obvious what's the right thing to do make somebody pay not make somebody pay why is it fair either way right so if I wasn't negligent enough why should I said be paying but I, the other guy's the guy that's hurt why should he not get compensated right so it's always a, like a balancing of competing claims which is, makes it very tricky but I think that this issue about how do you assess whether he was or wasn't negligent how much did he know how much time should he have been given to remove it what would it be a reasonable amount of time you know and so on you cannot make a uh, 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 you know, uh, uh, decision of that in the vacuum it has to be very circumstantial so the question whether it has to specifically be a basin or it could be anybody who has that authority but I, I appreciate you pushing on that so the
1: matter, yep the muscle of the month does that mean necessarily after a cell these figures have clear away or they said this wall is going to fall down within a month we better take care of this before it falls down and before the month uh, uh, it
0: to fall down no it seems like they give you a concrete amount of time right
1: before the wall fell or after the
0: wall fell oh you mean do, oh after it fell to clear it away is yeah. that what you're saying the,
1: the way I think you're explaining what you are is that the wall fell and the zoning board came and said you have to oh
0: no 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 I, did, if, I if, that wasn't what I intended today. I meant to say that they see it's about to fall and they tell you you have to remove it before it falls Tosus deals with the other case as well which is after it fell Tosus raises that question after it fell are you immediately liable or do we assume as you're saying maybe you give a guy a certain amount of time to remove the debris so Tosus raises that question as well Tosus also raises the question if it damages when it's falling is it bore or is it age? now let me read that for a minute because that actually does get to a more interesting hybrid? What before we assumed it was age, correct? But here the Gemara doesn't raise discuss happen. So if you look at the Tosfos Hainu Bor, look at this on at the bottom. Tosfos says even as it was falling, So that's your question. Question, though, as soon as it fell, you don't have time, you've got to do it immediately. So Tosus later says maybe you do have time to clean it up even after it fell. Okay? But what I find is fascinating is is that Tosus actually thinks that as it's falling, it could actually be a boar not an age. Okay? Now, if you look, now skip down a line, two, two lines from the bottom, Alpha Gav, near the end of that line. Alpha the boar, ain't Ho Lech Wahazik, Ve'lo Boar, the Arzik Hedekitu, so it also says, like, well, you know, that these are even like a super boar. They're a boar that actually does it in, in, as it's moving. But it's not exactly clear to me. But why, again, why why the Gemara before wanted to consider something an aish, and here Tosus doesn't want an aish. I think Tosa's the answer is but he doesn't say it is this isn't this is just gravity this is the thing for, so it's not a shore because it's not walking around on the street damaging whatever it's only in a very limited space as it's falling so it's not really holei it's not an H because it's nothing that's it's not a wind it's just gravity and also it's not spreading far like a wind it's just in a, so Tosus because it's sort of Stays within its arbaamos, as it were, even if it's falling and hitting, it's a type of an active boar, okay? <laughs> as opposed to an ace or a shore with a, limited, with a limited range. Like, I mean, look, you can have sometimes, you can have your dog on a leash, and it can have a limited range, and it could still bite somebody, right? So you could have said it's like a type of a shore with a limited range, but does it actually says it's a type of a moving boar? So again, that's something that is, I think, more interesting as a real hybrid, right? Until now, pretty much everything we say oh it's a boar you're even hive in this case you're even hive in that case but the falling tree to call that a moving boar is more of a genuine type of a hybrid Okay, let's go back to the Gemara um, back to vavamid bet. Tishihizik chav hamazik. When they damage, the damager is liable to pay. It's interesting. They it calls the owner of the animals the mazik. Chav hamazik, chayv hamazik mibyeile. You're obligated. Chav means like you have a debt to pay. Chayv means you're obligated. So I'm a rav Yudamirav. Chaytano youishalmihu to tami lishen kliila. The author of this mishnah is, for, is, uh, is from Jerusalem, and they have a fancy language. Okay, which is the, I'm I'm sure philologists have a lot to say about this, but anyway, um, but the Gemara, and even Tosa says, what's the matter with saying Chav? We say Chav all the time. You know, we say like, uh, uh, you know, uh, whatever. But Tosa says Chav means more to incur debt, and here it's really Chayav, you're obligated L'Shalin. Okay, L'Shalin Nezek. Now we get to the last part of the Mishnah, which is, you have to pay, if you're paying with land, you have to pay Mimetav, from the best of your land. So now we're going to figure out where, where we learn it from the prosuk and how to define best of your land. You have to pay the best of the property of the damageee. So if Ruvain's uh, you know, cow grazed in Shimon's field, he has to pay Shimon back with the best of Shimon's land, like obviously not Shimon's land itself, but equal to the best of Shimon's land. Maybe a No, no, no. That's not what it means. It means that if Shimon is collecting from Reuven's property, he gets to collect from the best of the property. So if you did a hundred dollars of damage, you get to collect a hundred dollars worth of, of grade A property and not of grade C property. Okay, it's still just going to be a hundred dollars, but you can get it from the good high quality land, and you know you know which is obviously easier to sell and whatever than getting it from the low quality land okay and certainly in the case of Hectish you would, Hectish would collect from the high quality land now so for Rebbe Akiva because he says mina idis, you collect from it's clear that the debt is fixed based on the amount of damage $100 and you just have to figure out what objects are you going to collect it from and you'll collect that $100 from if it's going to be land from the top quality land of the Mazzic of roofing. But now the Gemara wants to understand Rabbi Ishmael, because Rabbi is more is a little vaguer. And when Rabbi Ishmael says you pay back the best of Shimon's land, it sounds like, well, let we'll see what the Gemara thinks it sounds like. The Gemara says, Rabbi Ishmael, one minute. According to Rabbi Shmael, if the cow ate from the, a fat, you know, acre, an acre of good, high quality, you know, grass or whatever, great, you know, and fruit, he would pay back, a, he would pay high quality. Achol if he ate a lean quality acre, Mishali and you're going to pay back high quality? Because it thinks that when Rabbi Shmuel says you pay back the best doesn't mean you figure out the damage. You know, a hundred dollars. It means you, uh, you imagine it as if the animal ate from the best crop of the nizak. Okay? So if he ate an acre of the nizak, it doesn't matter what acre he ate. You imagine it as if he ate from the best acre and that's what you have to pay back. So the Gemara says really? That doesn't seem fair. So the Gemara says baravi Baravin mayaskinan it ate one row amongst many rows so it munched on a row of I don't know tomatoes okay and we can't tell did he eat from the really good high quality tomatoes or did it eat from like like, some poorer qualities How how are we supposed to assess exactly how much that row of tomatoes was worth like some rows are worth a lot more okay in that case the evidence is gone right that's the point that you made the other day Jenna right and the evidence is gone. How do we know what, the, the, the quality of what it ate? The Michelle and in that case, as I was saying, you figure it out based on the top quality. If you don't know, you, go to, you pay back according to the top of the range. That seems pretty reasonable. You were negligent. Your animal did it. If there's any doubt, you pay back according to the top of the range. I'm so a rubber, So rava that refuses to accept this pretty, totally reasonable answer. One minute. If we knew, it ate from the work. Although meshalim el kachusha, you'd pay back according to the worst. So the words ha'asta de loyadin ani kachusha chol yishmei nakhal. So now we don't know if it ate from the worst or the best. Meshalim yishmeina, you're going to pay back the best of You should say you've got the burden of proof. You want me to pay you? You prove it. Okay. Now I gotta tell you that's I find that very strange. Number one is fine. That's maybe what I would have said until there was a pasuk. The pasuk says meitav sadei meitav Karmo, That's telling me you don't apply the normal rule of hamotzi mechaber Okay. Now it's it is fascinating, which shows that how resistant Chazal are to sort of saying that something even if the you know violates the normal rules. We have a sense of how the rules of the game work, sure you can always say xerus Sarkassov. You can always say this isn't such a Xair Sarkassov. There's a good logic for it, but it certainly shows like Rubber saying like nope, I absolutely resist interpreting a puzzle in a way that goes against the normal rules of the game. Okay, so that's fascinating. The other interesting thing is, and this gets your question, Joe, like who should you know, you know, it's always a question. So oh well it's not fair to make you pay because maybe because we Hamas may of Raya. My my fruit is eaten up and you were negligent, right? So you might think that the bird of proof would shift in that case, you know. Maybe I'm, yes, I'm trying to get you to pay, but if you're negligent, maybe makes you have to prove that you're exempt. So that's also fascinating. That even though you're negligent, if there's any doubt, I still have the burden of proof, right? I think we could have thought otherwise. Yes.
1: like the evidence here? are the are the rules of evidence different for than for
0: criminal? Right. So they are. Um, you don't need like direct aidum and so on, but um, but still, in the case of that where you have no evidence and it's a motzimechaverot, there's a question of who has the burden of proof. There's one question of what constitutes proof, right? Sort of like in the court system, right? If it's a criminal case, you need Someone to be witness
1: which tomatoes evil, right. Then that's a different standard. Like for a criminal case, you actually have to witness the act.
0: Right. right. So here's circumstance so You're right. There's two issues. One is what constitutes a standard of proof, right? And there's a lower standard of proof. You don't need direct testimony. You can have certain circumstantial but what? Do we get uh,
1: well
0: what we'll see in the Gemara I mean but um, you know but but uh, we'll, we'll see some discussion of that that will come up um, but that's like uh, but that's like one idea the other question is burden of proof right the standard might be lower but you have to start with w- who has the burden of proof right and you could say so here where we can't prove it at all if I'm trying to get money from you and I have the burden of proof I lose out if you have to prove that you're exempt you lose out so those are separate questions you are right that it's not the same level of direct testimony we'll see that later but still but what's also fascinating is is that the burden of proof is still on the one who suffered the injury one who the one who's been damaged because he's trying to get the money from the other guy even though the negligence has been demonstrated right You're demonstrated negligence the only question is how much and I still have the burden enough proof alright so let's continue in the Gemara it says like this um, okay, El Amar Rav Yaakov, Hachal Mayaskina, now we're going to get to what Rabbi Shmuel was really talking about. So the case is that the Shimon, ha- his best property is only as bad as the worst property of Ruvim. Basically, let me just tell you outside and then we'll read it inside because it's not so complicated. Everybody agrees the amount you pay is the amount that could be proven that the damage was. If we can prove it was a hundred dollars, hundred dollars, if there's any doubt, I'm okay, fine. Hundred dollars of damage. Now I have to collect, I'm Shimon, I have to collect $100 from Ruvain's property. And the Torah tells me of Sadeu. I get to pick the best field. Okay? How do I assess the best field? Is it Ruvain's best field I can collect $100 from? Or is it something equivalent to my best field? If, my, if Ruvain's best fields are grade A, and my best fields are grade B. Ruvain has A, B, and C. Let's take an easy case. Okay? And he has all qualities of fields. Starting in A. My best field is B when I go to collect from Ruvain do I collect from his best field grade A or can I only collect from the quality equal to my best I can only collect from grade B that's the question alright so let's take a look
1: uh, yes.
0: Yes, the Mazik always has the option of paying cash. Not only that, we will find out that if you pay in shadow, you can play pretty much in anything. So it's actually quite interesting because who the heck would ever want to pay in land, which is probably the most valuable asset, and then have to pay the best land if you can always pay in cash? But you might not always have cash available, yeah. right?
1: It might be the, the, the base right, you're
0: refusing to pay. That's a good. Point and Basin is going in and seizing the property. That's a good point. So let's read this. Okay, it says like this: Okay, Shimon's grade A property was equal to Ruvain's grade C. That when you you assess based on the nizak, meaning the type, the quality of land that you can collect from Ruvain is equivalent to the best quality. It's all the same dollar amount. But it's from the best quality that Shimon has the no, it's from the best quality that Reuven has my time with Rebbe what's the reason of Rebbe Yishmael? it says the animal consumes in another field so whose field is that? Shimon's field and then it says pay back the best field so it's the same field it's Shimon's field that's the same way when it did the damage we were talking about damaging Shimon's field so when it talks about collecting from the Best field, the It means of the best quality that Shimon has. For Rabbi Akiva, the Akiva would say, "No, meitav sadehu umeitav karmo He shall pay the best of his field." So it's the same him. Okay? <laughs> the to the, 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 the come is so He shall pay his best field so the his is the person who's paying. So it's the best field of the mazik. Okay? Again, you're only collecting the amount of the debt but according to Rabbi Akiva from the best field of the mazik. Rabbi Yishmael, and we'll just end with this, Rabbi Yishmael would say, Ahani Gzei shava V'Ahani Krah. Yes. The Shava of Sada Sada which tells me the Nizak. You know, it helps. And the pasuk, like you said, Sadeu, the mazik, that's also true, they're both true. Ahanings they were shavakikamina. So, it's the nizak, in the case I said, when nizak has, nizak's best is grade B, he collects grade B from the mazik. But ahanikra, here's when it would be great, it would go by the mazik. So you go into Isleila mazik, vizi vizibaris, the uh, idis l'nisak, the iboris demazik, the idis l'nisak. Give up. The iboris demazik was shavi keidis l'nisak. The mishalim l'emi mitav today. Okay. Basically, here's the case. Okay. Shimon has got. Reuven has A and C. Shimon's best is grade B. Okay. Where is Shimon going to collect from? He's, we say collect from your best. From Ruvein's field, well Ruvein doesn 't have B quality fields, so either he goes up or he goes down. In that case, we say you 're entitled to go up and collect from A okay you don 't have to lose out because he didn 't have quade B. so normally, you go by your best quality field if Ruvein has equivalent, but if Ruvein doesn 't have equivalent, you can go higher in quality to collect from Ruving all right so let 's just read that and we'll end with that. togonne. Um, uh Honey Okay, Honey okay, the East Flavor Edis Visiboris, Ruben has A and C. The Edis Linizak and and Shimon has good quality okay, as well. The Ziboris to Mazic, Roshavik Edis Linizak Okay, but the lower quality is not as good as Shimon's better quality. In that case, um, the Mishalim way, Mimaitav Day, in that case, Shimon can collect from Ruvein's best. He doesn't have to go down in quality. He can get from Ruvein's best. The Lomatzi Amar way, Ta'at Gabi Mizibaris. can't say, go get from C. Elagabi Mimetov, in that case, he's entitled to get from Ruvein's best. So basically, he says, Rebbe Akiva would say, you always go to Ruvein's best, and Rebbe Shemal says, no, no, no. You would go based, you would collect by Shimon's best, if Ruvain had it. If Ruvain had B, you'd collect from, from based on Shimon's best. But if Ruvain doesn't have it, then you can go up in quality and get from the best that Ruvain has. All righty. To me, continue tomorrow.